0: Welcome to the Archways Podcast. Archways is recorded on the campus of Johnson C. Smith University and intended to support the goals of the Center for American Culture and Race, which is housed on the campus of our partner institution, Guangdong Bayun University in Guangzhou, China. The center and this podcast are designed to help our Chinese colleagues and friends understand and experience American culture through the lens of race. Here now are your hosts from Johnson C. Smith, Dr. Brian Jones, and Dr. Matthew DeForest.
1: So welcome back. Um we are here with our latest guest. Um, as is traditional, I will let her pronounce her Chinese name. We've gotten to know her uh, as Luna. So, Luna, welcome to the podcast.
2: I'm so happy here to be here. Um, and, uh, I think uh, my Chinese name is Liu, you know, Liu Qin, and I hope you can uh, remember my Chinese name mm-hmm. because it's a uh, it's a traditional uh, lady's name mm-hmm. in China.
1: Yeah, I I always worry that I'm going to say the the wrong tone, mm-hmm. um, and and end up as I I joked with one of our Fulbright Hayes groups, um, calling someone's mother a horse. <laughs> um, so I I I always leave it to, to our guests to to make those pronunciations. That's, that's a good story we should probably do an entire podcast um, just on that story on that one joke, um, yeah <laughs> yeah because
0: that's that's unfortunately what happens with us sometimes so well Luna welcome to uh, Johnson C Smith and welcome to um, the United States we're so glad that you're able to visit and uh, we're recording this podcast at the end of your visit. Um, mm-hmm. You arrived here last Friday. Today is, is Wednesday. And you actually board a plane back to China tomorrow um, so you can make it home for the Chinese New Year, which is upcoming. Um, so we, we, of course, are focusing on in terms of the podcast and the Center on American Culture so I wanted to give you a chance to sort of talk a bit about um your experience here in the United States. First, have have you been to the United States before?
2: No, that's the first uh this is the first time I mm-hmm. I'm I in a foreign country, you know, mm-hmm. in the USA. Good.
0: And um how have you how has the visit been for you? How is it, has it been been a good visit? Um talk about how you what kinds of things you've experienced and what you've done in your time here.
2: Um, it's a amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out of the airport of Charlotte, I think yeah, it should be a a good place mm-hmm. to to live. You know, with less people. And uh, uh when I saw the building around the way, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, um, there's no much pleasure, I mean, mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, compared with uh, uh, the high buildings of right. uh, Guangzhou City. So yeah. I think it will be comfortable to live here and uh, study here and uh, work here.
0: Yeah, it's a, um, as we've talked to, some of your colleagues before mm-hmm. um, Charlotte is very different than Guangzhou it's yes. mu- it's much smaller in terms of people and we have uh, a few tall buildings but not nearly as many as Guangzhou so it's a different it's yeah, a different it's, kind it's of experience it's different
2: kinds of uh, how, how, how can I say that uh, it's uh, uh, you know I, I I think I am a little traditional and mm-hmm. I hope oh. I can, uh, live in a city, not bigger city, mm-hmm. and uh, I think my hometown. My hometown is a, is kind of city like Charlotte. Oh okay. okay. Um, um.
0: And you went. So you went to. Um, you went to Discovery Place. Yes. And you went to, I believe, uh, another museum at least. Although I don't remember. Museum which one, of the New South. The Museum of the New South. Museum uh-huh. of the New South. And uh, in those areas you were able to learn a little bit about um, the United States and American culture um, how have you found uh, that's not, that's a terrible way to, way to make write that question um, how did, tell us about your the people that you've interacted with the people that you've talked to and, and spent time with you spent time with uh, dr. Russell and and others how have you worked with um, people here in the United States?
2: Uh, I think people here is uh, are so friendly and uh, considerate, especially Dr. Luciano mm. and uh, his wife. And... Mm. Um, you know, I uh, I haven't been uh, talking with other people, so I think the people I have communicate with are so friendly, so fine. You
0: know. Yeah, you. Uh, I think you spent most of Sunday with Dr. Luciano and his wife, mm-hmm. um, and I know he was very excited to have you here and to uh, to to show <laughs> I, I, you around the city.
2: Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and as I know. Uh, Dr. Luciana and his wife has have been to China last summer, yeah. so I think uh, how to say that, yeah, that should be better to communicate with hmm. with them because yeah. they know some
0: Chinese culture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 David. Uh, they. David and his wife both went to. Guangzhou in, uh, July, I think it was July or August, um, to, uh, spend about 10 days uh, for the Fulbright Hayes grant. So, uh, and as a result, he was there to help support the American cultural center too. So yeah. that's good. What, what other things have you noticed about the United States? What other observations can you make about the United States and its people, um, in, your, in, your, in the time that you've been here, what other things have you encountered and experienced that you could tell your colleagues back in China?
2: Um, as I observed these days, and I think... Um, that's the first is the population, you know, mm. less population, I mean, than in Guangzhou city. Guangzhou is one of the four biggest city in China with large population, mm-hmm. and that's the first one. And the second the point I observed is um, the architecture style, the mm-hmm. building style. You know, uh, in Guangzhou, uh, the neighborhood, will be gathered by a war and uh, you should show your card, ID card, mm. when you are into a, a neighborhood, uh, uh, a village, you know. Mm-hmm. That's but uh, in Charlotte, I can't see any war, you know, barring war mm. and fence and so on. So that's the second point I found. That's different from
0: China. Yeah we, we have a, a, a lot of a lot of houses will have fences mm-hmm. but the fences are for the individual home.
2: Yes, not for not the, for the neighborhood, neighborhood right
0: we have we do have some cases where, where we see that in in Charlotte, there are some larger uh, more expensive neighborhoods. Which will, be, which will be what we call gated, so there'll be a gate at the beginning of the neighborhood where you have to check in uh, with a guard before you can go in. There are some of those, but not as many. Um, what about the architecture on this campus uh, uh, compared to, uh, to Guangdong Bayun, for uh,
2: example? I have seen a lot of uh, building with... Uh, uh, Triangle roof, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's very different from China, especially in mm-hmm. Baiyun. Uh, in bai, especially uh, in my University, you know, you, I think both of you have been yes. to there. Mm-hmm. You have found that the the roof is flat. It's flat. Mm-hmm. I like the triangle <laughs> <laughs> roof. That, that's my own idea, you know. Um, And uh, the other point uh, I found in the architecture is um, you have a sorry uh, a lot of houses here uh, has two or three floors. Mm
0: Floors, right, so stories, levels. Yes, yes.
2: Uh, um, It is, I I don't know if it is expensive, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's like a a family house, I think. Right, right, single family
0: home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we call them, them, oftentimes the term we use is single family home.
2: Single family home. So it's
0: a home which is designed to be resided in F- by one family uh father uh, husband wife and uh, children. children and that's mm. it so it's a single family home with two or three bedrooms um, some are bigger of course but that's fairly common in a suburban American context um, in a city like Boston or New York you will have large numbers or guangzhou for that matter large numbers of apartment buildings mm-hmm. and apartment yep. complexes which have you know smaller rooms and elevators and we have some of those uptown yeah. uh we have some but not as many as a larger city would um, Guangzhou for example has large numbers of apartments yeah. Yeah. to fit all of the people yeah. in in the United States rather than move into a building like that where you all the floors go up people spread out yeah. and they go out to the suburbs and they move further away and then drive into work so you've seen lots of cars too
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the, the next point I found that is uh, um, the shopping mall mm-hmm. in China in in big cities of China are located oh. in the, sh- the, the center of the right. city Correct. and the shopping mall mm-hmm. here is uh, in the sub suburb
0: mm-hmm. right yeah, the property the the land is expensive.
2: In mm-hmm. the city,
0: mm-hmm. and cheaper out there, so you build further away, and it saves you costs. So that's why they do. Part of the reason they do that. Mm-hmm.
2: So it is necessary, to, I mean, for all of you to have a car, you can uh, drive from your 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 school, your uh, your company, uh, to your houses, to the shopping mall. It's necessary,
1: yeah. right? Right. In in larger cities, again, like New York, Boston, Chicago, mm-hmm. they well, it'd probably be safer to say older cities, yeah. Because Los Angeles, yeah, is designed around automobiles, right. In a way that New York City is not. Dallas, yeah, might be too. Yeah, good good point. Older cities have old, old, in the way Americans yeah, think. By, of by American standards,
0: <laughs> by old we mean two hundred years old. That's what we mean.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> not, not, uh, not the other kind of old. So,
2: and the last point, I found that uh, I mean the 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 biggest difference, the the key difference between uh, Guangzhou city and Charlotte is. Uh, maybe we can say between China and uh, United States. Is uh, you mean uh, uh, as a chi- uh, as chi- uh, uh, Chinese, we focus more on the the overall feeling of all things, you know, not the individual part. So when I came here and uh, to to have dinner, to have lunch and. Uh, Restaurants or a bar, Um, I think the owner of of them will focus more on the unique design. You know.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure.
2: Um, But in China, we'll focus more on the whole overall feelings. For example, yeah, this this. The, the this hotel is very uh um, very big very luxurious and so on but uh, Americans like to be unique you know yeah. mm-hmm. unique right. so you can enjoy yourself <clears throat> enjoy yourself you don't uh care anything uh else uh, anything else. You, you just enjoy yourself mm-hmm. here, but in China you should folk, uh, you should uh, care more uh, than yourself. You should uh, be careful. You know, behave yourself.
0: Right to um to to be like those around you to conform yeah. to the community. Yeah, it's um it's a it's a highly it's a very individualistic society Mm -hmm. and um, most of what we do is oriented around the notion of individual choice and Mm -hmm. liberty and things like that. So the car is a function of that too. The idea of the automobile and the reason you see so many of them is that it provides freedom of movement to wherever you would like to go to. If you want to go to Boston or New York or California or Mexico, you can do that by car. Uh, virtually on your own without having to get approval of anybody. So it's a, a, a very much a society like that.
2: And also, I I, I found uh, the people in the USA uh, focus more on the practical things, not uh, um, luxurious things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely true um, in, in some places around Charlotte. How have you? Um, uh, how have you? Have you tried a bunch of different foods? How have the foods been for you? The things you have eaten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest problem uh, when I am here. You know, uh, I, I told you before that uh, I'm a little traditional, so mm. I prefer to Chinese food. Sure, but, sure. <laughs> but uh, I hope I. Uh, I'm so glad to have. Uh, uh, opportunity to try some different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have tried some um, Western food, uh, like a uh, uh, steak, steve, steve, yeah, stiff in South Park.
0: Okay.
2: And I, I think I can accept that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the hamburger, the pizza, are the same mm-hmm. in China.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the um the United States um has a varied food history. Um there isn't a lot that is unique to the United States in terms of food. I think we talked about that the other day. Maybe mm. maybe corn um and a handful of other things, but most of everything that we eat in this country is um is comes from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else came up with the idea. We just try to do it better than them or try to do it more flashy than them, whether it's pizza or, you know, burgers or even Chinese food for that matter, what mm-hmm. we call Chinese mm-hmm. food. Uh, so, um, yeah, diet, the food and the diet is something that can can be uh, off-putting because there's so many choices and there's so much variety. But, you know, the idea is just to sort of get a sense of what little things here and there, to try different stuff, uh, especially when you have the chance at a city like this where you can get different things, so. So good. Yeah, it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty radical departure.
1: Yeah, it, it made for a um, a surprise meal for her on the first day because oh. we went out to, to find her a place to get pizza. Uh-huh. And we we got something that was not quite the way Italians would make pizza, mm-hmm. but certainly not the way that people in America traditionally think of pizza. So there were slices of tomato on the pizza. Oh, and, um so it was Where was, it this? was um City Tavern I think it was Oh okay yeah just down um Huh
0: everybody does it differently
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> Everybody does it differently Good good Um what other kinds of uh, experience? How, how have you been doing with the language? I know you been you study English um, in in China. What is, is English your area, or do you are you in business or? Um, what what is your I, uh, discipline area? Your research. Yeah, area? I,
2: I think I have a little bit uh, problem in communication, mm-hmm. but uh, mostly I can understand.
0: Yeah, no, it seem I mean I think uh, I think that. I think that you are uh, doing great, understanding us, and we're doing fine, understanding you. Your English is far superior to Matt's Chinese and my Chinese. So, you I mean, we don't have it. So um, we're you know very glad that you're you able to communicate. Um, I just I'm wondering if seeing all the, the words everywhere have been helping to sort of help help you with the language at all, or if, or if the letters are there's not many in here, but um, if that's been helping your language ability, do you feel like it's helped?
2: yeah it's helped mm-hmm. it's helpful especially in some wars you know yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but uh, you know this is the first time
0: mm-hmm.
2: i i' be here in in a foreign country so it's some uh, there's some problem in uh some native uh, i mean some um some special expressions, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, uh, what I learned, uh, what we, we we know is some standard English. Uh, so, so, I, I'm so, how to say that? Um, so glad you can understand and you you can understand me, and mm-hmm. the, yeah. uh, we are not uh, blame for
0: some
2: yeah. <laughs> misunderstanding. Yeah.
0: No, no, we we we. I mean, we understand it fine. I mean, the truth is is that Americans use a lot of different expressions, yeah. and when you've learned english my suspicion is when the when you've learned english the way you've learned english those things make no sense when we say them so right. we, we Matt and I try not to say them sometimes to make sure we're speaking in a, rel, in, a in a standard english you know with regular mm-hmm. nouns and verbs and not not idioms all the time which is uh rare but um so yeah i think you I mean we we're able to communicate well I and mean, i think your english is great and i'm glad you're able to see a lot of different things, and you can definitely get a lot of experience at the mall. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Were, you, were yeah. you able to do some shopping at the mall?
2: Uh, uh, I have bought something, something, some cosmetics and oh, some okay. shoes, spot shoes for my husband and uh, my girl.
0: Good, good.
2: And uh, except some professional words in cosmetics.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, but they're, I
2: can do some... Uh, preparation work before I went went there.
0: Yeah, well, I think that um, I think that you'll be you'll be fine, uh, and I'm glad that you're able to do some shopping. Um, that's good. Were the goods with uh, the with the stuff that you bought here was it cheaper than you would get it in in Guangzhou? I think the
2: bus uh the spa shoes are much much more cheap uh, much cheaper mm-hmm. than in.
0: China.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's, but, that's you know, I'm not familiar with the field of cosmetics.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that might be trickier. I think the shoes are a little bit cheaper here. I don't know why that is. It might be a supply <laughs> and demand. I'm not sure. But when I was in China, I remember noticing that the shoes were, were not as, uh, they were more expensive mm-hmm. than they were in the United States. So, yeah.
1: Jermaine could tell us all about that.
0: Right. Jermaine can talk to us about that in detail. So, good. We'll make sure that he does that. So... When the time comes. Um, have you spoken to your um, your husband and your child since you've been here? Yeah. Okay, you've been able to use the internet for FaceTime and whatever.
2: Yeah, every every night. Every day, good. Yeah, good. every day.
0: Good.
1: Did you have the same? Um, one of the. Well, your daughter is older than mine, but mm-hmm. one of the the experiences that that I had is that when I was growing up. The thought of being in China was, was mm. amazing. It was the other side of the world. Today, with the technology, I mean, people in China will be listening to this recorded on the other side of the world whenever they choose to listen to it. And my daughter does not quite have the same kind of awe that, oh, my father's calling from the <laughs> other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah. Instead, she gets irritated that I'm interrupting something that she wants to watch mm-hmm. because it's, it's not as strange an experience um
2: but uh i think, uh, my daughter will like the experience uh,
0: like this yeah she did
2: mmm good,
0: and what will you tell her about america
2: <laughs> um it's different from China. <laughs> uh it's worse uh
0: experiencing mm-hmm. you will, would you want her to travel to the united states to to?
2: Of course, it's an opportunity to enlarge her horizon mm-hmm. and in a enrich uh, her experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. we have um, faculty members here and students here who want to travel to China for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot they come up to us all the time and ask to be the next person to go because they're desperate to see, um, you know, the other side of the world for us. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. I think uh, I'm trying to um, get uh, my girls interested in traveling as, a, as well. I can't. There's no way I can put them on a plane now, um, but I think it'd be good for them to experience it, to see it, and to to you know in in participate to eat the food and see the people and, yeah. and mm-hmm. the museums and mm-hmm. things like that. So it'd be a good experience for them.
1: Did anything surprise you? Okay. <laughs> No surprises.
2: No, no surprises.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because you know I have to, I have prepared this a, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. before I came here. You know, I know Charlotte is the second financial city mm-hmm. in USA, and I know, uh, a lot of Chinese like to shop in America. <laughs> 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 but you know, I I'm. Um, I'm not uh, the person who liked chasing s- some hot things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's uh, um, it, it's just a, uh, a new experience for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And how how were your um, I know you had a, you sat in on a couple of classes, um, how, how was your experiences in the classroom here at, at J.C.S.U.?
2: Um, in, in, in our university, um, uh, they have only one kinds of classroom teaching.
0: Sure.
2: Lecture. Yeah. And, uh one hour and a, a one and a half an hour a period but uh, in Charlotte in uh, this University I found different uh, class class types
0: mm-hmm. yep different class uh, structure yeah and, uh, uh,
2: structure and the uh, tutorials mm-hmm. um, that's the the biggest difference and the second difference is you know, in our university, the teachers, I mean, our staff are required to use PPT, um, you know, multiple media, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to teach. Sure. But uh, in here, I mean, in Charlotte, in this university, uh, I found teachers don't care that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, that's that's a difference in... In culture, you, you know Americans like to 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 emphasize the individualism, and uh, to to show the freedom to choose choose right. uh, choose the, the teaching method. But in China, that's um, maybe that's for discipline.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You should use right. PPT. Mm-hmm. You should use material. Uh, uh, multimedia to attract the attention of the students mm-hmm. so that's one of the um, uh, way one of the ways to 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 attract students
0: mm-hmm. attention yeah the faculty are here mm-hmm. are expected to use technology in their teaching and learning but they're not told exactly how they should use it or when or how much, um, but we try to provide them the tools needed to teach with technology, but they're not required to do so in, in, a, in a real way. Um, the university encourages it and wants them to teach with technology more so, but they don't always do it, and they, they're not required to. Uh, it's something they can choose to use depending upon what the, what works in their class. So uh,
2: the second difference uh, uh, between the two classrooms, I mean Chinese and uh, Americans, is uh, the teachers in this university will ask more questions to encourage students to, mm-hmm. to think. And uh, in Chinese classroom, uh, the teachers will um, take more time to lecture, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: but uh, our school ha- um, has uh, been in a project of uh, student-centered, you know, these right. th- years. And I, I think it will be improved in
0: teaching. Mm. Um, one of the things that I spoke about with um, administration at Bayun was just that idea the I- how how we teach and what what we use to teach and what student centered teaching is. Um, what what will you tell your Administrators, when you get back to GBU, wh- when they ask about teaching in the United States, what will be your response to them? Uh, I mean, in some ways, you already answered this. To be mm-hmm. sure, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking for an, an unfiltered view of it uh, because it is very different. I mean, the Americans, uh, the American higher education system. Is increasingly becoming less or more or less and less traditional, if you will, than it used to be. It's at least in most quarters, mm-hmm. and it's a very different model the way we do it in the United States because it is it is student centered. It is rooted in participation and discussion and dialogue. And I'm just curious what you would say to your administrators about that if when they ask.
2: Um, I think I will tell my colleagues tell my students um it's very important to to to, to think by yourselves and uh, to have time to um, to questioning
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, uh i will encourage our students to you know, I teach English, public English, mm. and I will encourage our students to uh, communicate with each other and uh, not only for finish the tasks, mm. teaching tasks.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah indeed. <laughs> um, and uh, if possible, I will show them some pictures in these classrooms. Mm-hmm. Is it possible?
0: Were you able to take some pictures? Yeah. Or have you ta- Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can yeah. take all the pictures you would like. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Do, did you take pictures in any of the classes that you've been in?
2: Uh, I just have uh, some picture of uh, uh, not for teaching, just okay.
0: the... Just the room? Yeah, just okay. the room. Yeah, that's no... Of course, please, take all the pictures you like. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this, this room is actually... Um, Partly for conferences, but also for small classes. Um, we can use these screens as projectors for PPT or, or whatever. Um, but uh, it's designed as a seminar type room for discussion and uh, interaction um, and talking to each other about, about topics. So.
2: Uh, I have found another thing in the classroom that's a printer. In every classroom.
0: Oh, you've had a printers in them. Okay. Yeah. In your classes or in here? Here. Okay. Yeah. I I know that's the case in the Arts Factory, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I have
2: found a printer. Uh, printers. In yeah. in, in, in uh, The classes this
0: hmm. afternoon. Mr. King's class. Yeah. The. Is, is this a printer? SH- yeah. I mean, it's. An SHA one
1: oh seven. It's very possible. Yeah, it's possible that it's not usual to have a printer mm. in every classroom. Oh, oh, um, yeah, um, it it depends on what the class is being used for, mm. oh. and um, but in in general, you won't find printers in the classrooms. Mm.
2: And I found that uh, not every
1: students have the textbook. Mm. Yeah, with with the number of them, because all of our students have iPads, a number of them have their textbooks on the iPad. Yeah.
0: Oh. We, uh, we've actually spent uh, several years trying to get away from the traditional physical book
2: uh-huh.
0: and more in the electronic version of it. Um, the ebooks are cheaper, and if you provide students an iPad, then they can download their books cheaper than they could otherwise, plus they're easier to carry around. Um Books are very expensive in the United States. Textbooks, I'm, I don't know if... It, it's probably the same in China because almost... I sh- think
1: it's... Textbooks are relatively inexpensive in China, are they not?
0: The The books themselves, a math book or chemistry book, are those cheap or are they expensive in China?
1: I'm not, I'm not sure because, you know... <laughs> you
0: don't buy them? Don't yeah, buy them.
2: I don't yeah. buy it.
0: They're, they're very expensive here, um, uh-huh. especially math and science books are very expensive. So we've tried to help students save money by allowing them to purchase ebooks cheaper than uh, they would otherwise. So a lot of students will show up to class, and they will not have a physical book with them. They'll just have their iPads. So. Oh,
2: uh, is the iPads of the students are uh, bought by the schools
1: or it, It's enrolled into their tuition cost. Uh, so when they arrive there... Mm-hmm. They are given an iPad, and so long as they are here, I believe it's two years, mm-hmm. it becomes theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's part of the cost of coming to the university.
0: And so so we spend a lot of time trying to get students to utilize the iPad, and we spend even more time trying to get faculty to use the iPad mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, some, many faculty... Embrace the technology and use it and enjoy it. Many others do not, and uh, we believe that in order for students to succeed in a modern industrial world, they need skills uh, associated with mobile technology use, and we're trying to get them to use it whether they like it or not. Right, <laughs> right, and it's, it's sort of a if it's it's a little bit of a tough task. Um,
2: but uh, you know, uh in. Chinese Most of the Chinese universities, middle schools, uh, iPad, uh, or uh, the cell phone cannot be used mm. in the
0: classroom. In the classroom, yeah. In the United States, there is a I um, a, I don't know how much of a debate it is, Matt, you probably would know better than I would, um, about just that, um, whether or not we should stop students from using these tablets and, and phones in the classroom, or whether we should go the opposite direction.
1: Yeah. The challenge is that there have been a number of people who've had students take notes by hand and then take notes on a computer. Um, Not as as much uh, an iPad, but a computer. And then they'll give them a test and see who does better. And the ones who have taken the notes by hand tend to do better. But those people who specialize in studying technology point out that the tests that they're giving are designed to, to mirror the strengths of the ones that you're developing by the writing by hand rather than a test on the computer itself.
2: Yeah, um, and I think it's more convenient to, to, to storage some information. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another aspect of it too. The textbooks are heavy and you can take that with you everywhere,
1: yep. mm-hmm. even on a plane. Mm-hmm. And you can use it on the planes now. Yeah. But it, it it has reduced the cost of textbooks on average here by about half. Um, and some of the and some of the textbooks in the sciences cost five, six hundred dollars for the book and that's for one class. So next if you're buying four books, you know, that that's thousands of dollars. yeah. yeah. Um,
2: and it's it's uh, it's not convenient, to, I mean, to take book everywhere, right I mean, a right. physical
0: book right plus in in areas like um, foreign language, um, they do a lot of online work, whether it's audio or video. Uh-huh. They do work I- in a digital fashion. And so a textbook these days, is not particularly useful for someone learning Spanish or Chinese, for that matter, right. uh, because you could do this. You can do the same work, and you can do better work in a digital platform, especially if you have to speak into a microphone or something, yeah. where that helps. So we've we've tried to go in that direction, and and so my my ultimately my point is the issue of stopping students from using. Their phones in the classroom is something that still happens. You know, it happens yep. on this campus too. I mean, it's not uncommon. But a lot of faculty have decided that they're not going to be able to stop the use of the phone, so they're trying to find ways to use the phone
1: mm-hmm.
0: in class in different ways for learning.
1: One of the um, the people who we've had come here and visit us uh, is a man named Fraser Spears who. Um, is a teacher in Scotland, and he asked a, a very provocative question. He asked us, you know, "Is it more likely that you will have more access to technology in twenty years or less?" And the, the obvious answer is more. You know, it's so he was thinking back to um, the days when people were debating, you know, should students be allowed to use a calculator. to study math and he pointed out that he had a scientific calculator inside of his phone and how likely is it that you're going to to not have quick access to that Um, so in, in some ways that means you should be teaching teaching mathematics with a different outcome in mind rather than can you add these two things together what kind of concepts are you trying to develop around the mathematics Good.
0: So, um, so these these are the kinds of differences in, in teaching and learning um, that we'll see regularly, and, and none of us really have the right answer yet. We're just yeah. making sure that we're trying to adapt uh, as quickly as possible. So. Good. Okay. Well, we're going before we wrap up. I just wanted to give you a chance. If there's anything else that you that you um, wanted to say to your colleagues in China who will probably be downloading this. By the time you're back there, so (laughs) you'll be able to go tell them to download it. um, About about your experience or anything that you wanted to say before we finish up.
2: Um, I mean, tell my colleagues. Sure. Now, yeah. Uh, I will tell them. Yeah, it's a, a new experience to Travel to go on business on abroad. Mm. Um, it's worth doing that, um, but uh, if you want to live a peaceful life, <laughs> you just stay in homeland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the travel can be. Um very disruptive. Um, yeah. If you have a, if you, especially if you have a family, mm-hmm. but um, you'll be headed back soon to them. And uh, in the meantime, we were very glad to have you visit. Um, we're, we're we're I'm glad that you were able to stay for several days and see and do a lot of different things in Charlotte. Um, as I said, you'll you'll be boarding a plane tomorrow morning, so you'll be headed back soon enough. And I'm, I'm I just want to thank you for coming and hope that you enjoyed your stay and uh, And thank Matt and and his team for helping get your your stay organized. Um, and And uh, we have a, a lot of people around here who worked very hard to make sure that you could come and uh, experience some different things. So mm-hmm. we should thank them while we have the chance too. So. Okay, so we're gonna, we'll are gonna close down then from here. And um, uh, Dr. DeForest and I will be back with another podcast soon enough. In the meantime, uh, Luna, thank you so much for speaking with us today. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the United States.
2: Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank
0: you. The Archways Podcast is a production of Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte, North Carolina, USA, in partnership with the Guangdong Bayun University and Guangzhou's People's Republic of China. Archways is made possible through generous funding from the United States Embassy in Beijing, China, and through the College of Arts and Letters at Johnson C. Smith University. Additional support has been provided by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation. Subscribe to this podcast through iTunes. You can email us at jcsuartsletters at
2: gmail.com.